All right. So uh, talk to us about the uh, the type of work you do. I think a lot of people who are listening, a lot of people who are watching, they think of when they think of a call center, they think of, you know, calling like the help desk to solve problems. But you do a lot more than that. So explain the spectrum of work that you do at Costa Rica's call center. Many different profiles that we have here. And that's an excellent question, Dave. We we're very flexible. If there's non-voice support, you can have people that are just answering emails or just doing chat support. Then you have people that are inbound customer support, which is what you're usually used to calling any sort of company. We also have certain agents that are capable of doing outbound lead generation and appointment setting for people. My favorite is a hot lead transfer one. Get it while the lead is hot. And then you have the, the aces, you got the closers. They're very competitive down here and they're in high demand. So uh, once again, I kind of see them as mercenaries. They'll just jump to the best deal and you might not keep them long. So I usually like to feel most comfortable around a level one customer support, lead generation and appointment setting. And then avoid, uh, eventually we can mold them into being salespeople on the phone. Uh, these individuals, it's very important that the client respects the labor laws here in Costa Rica because a lot of the times they will be asking for certain overtimes or certain adjustments that they need to understand. Um, you are dealing with another country and they have different types of rules here. So the best thing for us to do prior to working with the clients to let them know of our holidays that we have and the other things that might disrupt any sort of workflow. We also would like for them to know the sort of culture that we have here, not necessarily in Costa Rica, but at my call center. I don't like when supervisors write in bold or they write in red. I don't like cursing or screaming because you can bend them, Dave, but the worst thing we can do is break them. And it's not fair, not for our reputation for your project or even for the vibe of the project. The clients have to ensure that we have all the resources well before making phone calls. I got to make sure that the station is set up. Do we log into you through a VPN? Are we using your CRM or our CRM? Our dialer, your dialer, list scrubbed, rebuttal, script? Do you have recordings for me? Who's doing the onboarding? Who's doing the training? What sort of quality assurance and QA scores do you have there? So, and it's okay, Dave, if I've worked with people before that don't know the, the terminology or the QA forms or onboarding, that's my pleasure because my resources are your resources. And anytime I can uh, educate a client and guide them through a quality assurance form on what we should be looking for from the agent, then you and I see consistency. So your sales cycle gets a little bit shorter, you build your pipeline more, you're closing more on first calls. And when we're listening to these calls, you and I will be able to deduct where our strengths or their areas of focus, where we were dropping the ball on the rebuttal, on the pause or the tell signs. So my class here is not just a bilingual person taking a script and making calls. I am very, very uh, strict in regards to representing our clients in the best light. I'm very selective of the tone that we have on the call. It's always empathetic and confident. And then I always teach my agents how to do these sort of micro expression reading on the phone. So when they allow the client to talk or then it's our turn to interject to be able to do a follow-up. And I've seen that our conversion ratios just by not uh, having a hedge for an example where somebody says, um, okay, or just wonderful, great, when someone's answering a question. Dave, you know it's much more to your advantage for someone not to repeat. 
Let us repeat it. Let us do it for our clarification if it's A, B, C, or one, two, three. And the same thing goes, my friend, when there's a bad cell phone connection, a dog barking music, because people are working from home now. That's to our advantage twice. We can get things in the background to have things in common and inadvertently and passive aggressively, I can tell you how much I love your dog, which is pretty much a hint to you know, have them quiet down. But it also gives me a chance to be able to work with these clients in that certain way, to be able to move that conversation forward and to understand how they speak. I always believe in active listening because a lot of the times the people are just moving things forward um, in case there might be some sort of family situation or a business promotion, a lot of people just skip through that. They should pause for a moment, they should celebrate with them or should they pay condolences. And the one thing that I'm really missing on these calls is when people give positive escalations. You have a business associate, MJ, that does a wonderful job, written me multiple times with the emails just to make sure that we were locked in today, A+. Plus. So there's a lot of people, a lot of team behind Dave Lorenzo and Richard Blank. And so I want your business strategy and marketing strategy to take very much into consideration all those that answer calls, filter calls, and that may be able to give you company culture or might be able to tell you about a promotion or might just get real with you for a minute. And then when you're at that stage of the call, Dave, then it's not selling anymore. Then it's really just... Uh, strangers or friends you haven't met yet, so now you're just really hanging out with somebody and just finding ways to meet in the middle.